Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more combat sports, news, analysis, and predictions, stay tuned because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And before I start this episode off, just going to let my like six less listeners know that I'm going to expand this podcast really soon in a couple weeks once I stop working at this uh, government job that I work for. I'm going to expand the podcast basically to weekly weekly episodes, of course, are still going to be talking about combat sports. And then I'm going to add another weekly episode where I kind of bring up the news and report some big news. But I'm also going to, it's going to be satirical. So I'm going to, you know, it's going to be half serious. I'll give my full input, my full opinions and thoughts on big news. And then I'm also just going to piggyback off of that and then just rant about whatever, whatever's on my mind that week. And I feel like just being a 21-year-old, a young adult trying to figure out life, I feel like a lot of people can identify with it and hopefully people can listen to it and enjoy it because it's going to be wild and going to give a warning and a disclaimer to anybody that doesn't have, uh, doesn't have, what do you call it, thick skin. If you don't like dark humor, morbid humor, then just don't listen to those news episodes because there's still going to be this podcast and... Yeah, I think it's it's it'll be fun for anybody to listen to. It should be entertaining. I'm going to make fun of everything and everybody, including myself, rant about a lot of stuff. And so if you have respect for me and you think that I'm a nice person, and which I am, but if you don't have a dark sense of humor, then definitely don't listen. Don't tune into that. The segment's going to be called Zendependent News, and I'm going to have some video on that too. I'm debating on whether or not I'm just going to have like gameplay in the background so it's entertaining and you're not just staring at my podcast the podcast picture, my logo. Or I might even have a green screen attached to the back of my chair and then I could be in the Alps or be in Egypt the next week and it's going to be ridiculous. So stay tuned. Hope you guys are excited for that because I definitely am. So this episode I'm going to be discussing and predicting a couple fights on UFC Fight Night, Brunson versus Holland. So this fight is going to be at 3 in the morning from where I'm at here in Europe. This is a this is a pretty good card. This For being a fight night, there are some bangers on here for sure. Unfortunately, I did just read that the co-main event between Gregor Gillespie and Brad Riddell is off because I think someone tested positive for COVID or someone in one of the fighters' corners tested positive for COVID, which sucks because I was really excited to see Gregor Gillespie come back. And Brad Riddell is a fun, exciting prospect. So that's unfortunate. Sucks for both guys because that was going to be a really good fight. And this card's a little weaker because of that. But there's a there's a really fun, exciting, another fight between two prospects for uh, between Cheyenne Bies and Montserrat Ruiz. So... That's a fun one, and Adrian Yanez is fighting, and we got tied to Ivasa, the bottom first card, first fight of the main card. So, starting off with the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about was obviously Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. So, this is gonna, this is a fight that I'm really, I'm really, it's difficult for me to pick because Derek Brunson's wrestling has definitely looked improved. And Kevin Holland has been susceptible to being taken down before. But also, on the flip side, Kevin Holland's submission game is really good. He's got really good jujitsu, And obviously, he's a very confident guy. If anybody 
if anybody here listens to the Joe Rogan experience, he was on there and he's just a fun, fun, kind of mocking, half serious trash talker. And he likes to talk trash to anybody and Derek Brunson is no, no, there's no exception there. So Derek Brunson obviously is the veteran here. He's 37. Kevin Holland's 28. Um, Kevin Holland has a significant reach advantage. He's got about 10 centimeters of reach advantage over Derek. So it's going to be interesting. I definitely do think that Kevin Holland can utilize his reach and definitely avoid being taken down. But if he is taken down, you know, he can strike from the bottom and knock you out. He did it to Jacare. So it's a tough one for me to pick because Derek Brunson has the ability to wrestle and wrestle all five rounds. And Kevin Holland has lost a couple decision fights before, so it's going to be interesting. And I think on the feet, Kevin Holland has the power advantage for sure. Plus, he's got the longer reach, so it's going to be hard for Derek to get on the inside. But if Derek does get on the inside, he could possibly do damage and then take Kevin down and just control him for five rounds. I do think that's what he's going to try to do because he doesn't want to get on the ground in a compromising position, obviously, and get submitted by a dangerous, long-legged, long-armed guy in Kevin Holland. But I am rooting for Kevin Holland, and I do think he's going to win. I think that... I just think that Derek Brunson's not going to be able to control him on the ground too well. Like I said, Kevin Holland is too long. And it's just going to be interesting because we haven't seen Kevin Holland go five rounds. I'm not sure if we've seen him go five rounds ever. So... This might actually be his first five-round five round fight. Um, you know, if it does go the distance, we'll, be, we'll see his, we'll see Kevin Holland's, we'll see if he's really about it, because this is a tough test for Kevin Holland, and this will definitely put him closer to title contention. And the last time Kevin Holland lost was, I think, it was, yeah, it was in 2019 he got submitted, so we've seen Kevin Holland lose before, it's possible. I don't think we've ever seen him get rocked on the feet too hard, so I don't think Derek Brunson's going to knock him out. But like I said, Kevin Holland has been taken down before, and it is possible. And if anybody is able to hold him down, it'll be Derek Brunson. But I don't think that's going to happen. And ultimately, in the end, I think Kevin Holland is going to submit Derek Brunson, or he's going to finish him with strikes, probably from the feet. So a couple other things I wanted to talk about before this podcast episode ends so there was a lot of news that came out of the past couple days for the UFC. So Usman, Usman Masvidal, the rematch, was set up for April 24th. It's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's going to headline a three-title fight card, which is really exciting. Three-title fight cards are always super fun. But what else is what also is exciting is that's going to be full fans, full capacity. So that'll be interesting to see. It's definitely, I know a lot of people are complaining that Masvidal doesn't deserve a rematch, but the champion gets to pick at the end of the day. The rankings, the fans, Dana White does not pick who gets a title shot. Usman wants to settle the score with Masvidal. He doesn't like the trash talk, so I like that one a lot. And I do give Masvidal a better chance of winning coming out of a training camp, and I I think it's funny that people are sleeping on him because the dude is underrated. He's really dangerous out of the clinch, and his takedown defense is pretty decent. Obviously, he got tired really quickly, like out of the first round um, in the first fight they had. So I do give Masvidal a better chance, but I do still think Usman's going to win. And 
the reason I give Masvidal a better chance, there's two two main reasons I give him a better chance of winning. Not a high chance, but I give him a better chance of winning for two main reasons. The first reason being he's going to have a full training camp. His cardio is going to be better. He's going to be in better shape. And he's going to be able to make adjustments from the first time they fought for sure. And the second thing is Usman, Usman's hatred and dislike and disdain for Masvidal is only going to get bigger and it's going to get worse. And we saw the last time Masvidal, I mean, uh, Usman had some serious beef with Colby Covington. He didn't even try to wrestle him. But one of the reasons also with that being was he probably knew that their wrestling was pretty, pretty on par with each other. So that being said, Usman could stand and bang and try to really hurt Masvidal and leave himself susceptible susceptible to a big strike just like with Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns caught him on the ear, kind of threw off his equilibrium, but then we saw what Usman did. Usman knocked out Gilbert Burns with a jab. That was crazy. And obviously Usman's wrestling has always been really strong. It's the best part of his game, but also he's got underrated striking. So it's going to be an interesting fight, and I'm really excited about it. I know a lot of people are complaining about it, but they're all going to tune in. doesn't matter. The second title fight that's on that card is Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Um, Valentina Shevchenko is going to beat Jessica Andrade. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, there's no one really else for Valentina to fight. I think Jessica Andrade is... She's got power, but she leaves herself open. She leaves herself open for strikes. We saw that in the rematch against Rosanami Yunus, and we saw it in the first fight with Rosanami Yunus. So, I'm not really giving Jessica Andrade a chance. Um, everybody deserves a puncher's chance for sure in the in the octagon. So, it'll that's still going to be another fun one because Andrade is a tough fighter, but I just think Shevchenko's on another level. She's kind of on the same level as Amanda Nunes. Um, no one can really touch them right now. And I don't see really any threats for either fighters. Shevchenko's just better on the ground. She's got better subs. Andrade has a nasty a nasty slam, as we saw with when she knocked Rose Namajunas by dropping her on her head, but I just I just don't see Andrade winning that one, but I'm gonna go into that more more detailed as it comes closer. And the third title fight on that card is a super, super exciting one. It's Wiley Zhang versus Rose Namajunas for the strawweight title. I'm super excited for this one. I think this should be... It's not going to be the co-main event, of course, over Shevchenko-Andraj, because Shevchenko is just a bigger star than Wiley Zhang, but I'm a really big fan of Wiley. She showed that she can go toe-to-toe with one of the most feared strikers in the women in women's MMA, period, when she fought Joanna Jenjacek the last time they fought, uh, I mean, in her last title defense. <clears throat> so I'm excited, really excited for that one. I do favor Wiley Zhang in that one, but Rose Namajunas is as tough a striker as anybody. She, you, you can never count her out because she's just that good. You know, she's the former champ, of course, and she beat Joanna Jan Jacek twice. So anybody who can do that is certified solid, certified gangster in my book. So that's going to be a banger. I'm favoring Wiley Zhang, like I said, in that because she's just so fast. She's so tough. She never really got wobbled against Ioana. So as that comes closer, I'll make my official prediction too. So those are that's for UFC 260, 261. So that's something to look forward to. Also, we did see that could be retired. He's definitely 
without a doubt, the greatest lightweight of all time. Him and GSP basically are like the two main guys that I can think of who everyone knew their game plan, nobody could stop them, no matter what. The only person to ever win a round, like legit, against Khabib obviously was Connor, and you could just say that Khabib was, he was taking a round off because it's really tiring, especially when you're doing damage the way that he was doing to Connor. And I don't count, I don't understand why the any judges gave Justin Gaethje the first round against Khabib because he didn't do jack shit in that round, so. But definitely one of the greatest lightweights of all time. I won't miss the bullying antics from him and his team, but whatever. Happy retirement, and thank you to Khabib for the great moments and just just the solid game plan overall and just being able to dominate everybody. It's it's very commendable, and I'm I'm happy for him to retire. And since he's retiring, we're going to get the vacant lightweight title bout between Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler. So this is an interesting one, too, because Charles Oliveira has been on a tear, and he's been beating everybody. He submitted Kevin Lee. He dominated Tony Ferguson, almost submitted him. It's just that Tony Ferguson is made out of iron. So that was that was a very impressive win. To be able to beat basically the older out-of-prime version of yourself, a guy who's as dangerous as Tony Ferguson, and to be able to beat him in that fashion, very impressive. But also, on the other hand, Michael Chandler just knocked out Dan Hooker in the first round. And also, Michael Chandler has never been submitted. And he's got dangerous ground game. He's got great wrestling. And of course, I'm going to favor him with this power because of what he did to Dan Hooker. And Charles Oliveira has definitely improved on the feet. Definitely when he moved up to lightweight, he, had, he showed that he had a tougher chin. So this is going to be a really fun one, and I'm definitely excited to talk about this as it comes closer. This is this is at UFC 262. This is uh, in May. So we've got a couple months there, but the time's going to fly by, and I'm really, really excited about that because the whole lightweight division is tied up, and, you know, Justin Gaethje doesn't deserve a title shot coming off of a loss. Connor doesn't deserve a title shot off of a loss. And then, of course, even if he did deserve a title shot off the loss, him and Dustin have agreed they're going to fight the third time. And, of course, Dustin wants to settle the score, get that trilogy fight, and make that money with the Connor fight. And besides that, you know, Dan Hooker's coming off of a loss. So this is a fight that makes sense. I really like this fight, and I'm super excited for it. And then the last little bit of news that I was excited to see on the MMA front is TJ Dillashaw's long-awaited comeback. It's going to take place on May 8th against Corey Sandhagen. So it's going to be really cool to see if TJ Dillashaw has recovered uh, his confidence, if he's able to get his confidence back, because getting suspended and getting caught on EPO is a blow to your ego and it's a blow to your career. It's a blow to your. It could be a. It, it could have actually helped his MMA, you know, lifespan because he's taken two years off. Not sure if he's sparring. He's probably sparring, so maybe doing a little bit of damage to his body. But he hasn't fought in the last two years, so there could be ring rust. But he could also look really fresh. Because we've seen some guys come off of come out of fighting for a long time and look like trash. And then we've seen come we've seen guys come off of long layoffs and then look pretty fresh. So it's gonna be fun to see like Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz when he fought Anthony Pettis, his first time fighting in a while, he looked great. He looked really good in that fight. 
and then he got completely dominated from start to finish against Jorge Masvidal. But it's going to be interesting to see, and he's fighting a killer. Corey Sandhagen is beating the crap out of everybody. He was beating the crap out of everybody. He was a straight killer, and then Aljamain Sterling kind of exposed a weakness of his. But he's improved since then. He's He's been on a tear. He's knocked out. I forget. I know he knocked out Frankie Edgar, and I forgot. Oh, and he knocked out Marlon Rice, who is another dangerous guy at bantamweight. So this is going to be a really fun fight. A lot of people are excited to see how TJ is going to look. TJ looks athletic. He looks really ripped. Uh, I've seen his training, and you know I've seen just how physically fit he looks. So we'll see how how mentally tough he is, and we'll see if he gets his confidence back. But a lot of exciting MMA news. A lot of exciting fights coming up. Obviously, next weekend we have next weekend we have a super exciting card. We have Alexander Volkanovsky attempting to defend his title against Brian Ortega. I will definitely, definitely do an in-depth analysis and prediction for that one. And then, of course, who can forget the heavyweight main event between Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou. So that's going to be a rematch. Really excited for that one. No matter the outcome, I do think Stipe is going to retire after that fight. I do think he should retire. And yeah, I'm super excited to see Francis finally get his second title shot. He's definitely earned it since that Stipe loss and then the Derek Lewis loss. So the heavyweight di- division, it's not too exciting. But, you know, there's another. Uh, we have a contender on the rise with Cyril Gaon. And then we have Derek Lewis, obviously. So there are a couple interesting potential matchups for the heavyweight division and then whoever wins between this fight between Francis and Stipe is going to fight John Jones so really excited about the future of MMA and then also a little bit unrelated but in boxing it's combat sports related so we have Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua agreeing to a two-fight a two-fight deal so obviously no matter the outcome of the first fight they're going to have a rematch which should happen. These are the two best heavyweights in boxing right now. So, And then Andy Ruiz and Deontay Wilder are talking about possibly fighting. So that's the only... I mean, they're making moves. Boxing boxing has definitely been trash lately. The best have not been fighting the best. But this fight being agreed is the best fighting the best. And then the next best fighting the next best. So whoever wins between Deontay Wilder and Andy Ruiz... Can definitely argue for their for their um their title shot, getting the winners of Deontay Wilder, uh, I mean Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. So so we do have some exciting fights coming up in boxing and the UFC. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you stay tuned and I hope you listen to my first independent news episode, which is gonna come out in a couple weeks. I encourage anybody and everybody who's even had a little bit of a thought of making a podcast, definitely take advantage of Anchor services. They're the best, like I said in the in the ad, Anchor is the easiest, best, fastest, and just most efficient way to make a podcast, and it's free. That's the best part about it. They distribute to everybody that they possibly can, and if not, you're able to do it manually yourself. So... I encourage anybody who's thought about making a podcast to make one because right now people need entertainment. And if you think you bring something unique to the table, do it. Stay safe and stay away from those crazies out there.
and thank you for tuning in. Catch you on the next episode.